I was flatting with a couple of people, I don't really know anyone in Wellington except for Jamie, and he was going to Blueprint, and they were going to Blueprint, so I just popped along. Um, I moved down when I was 24, and had left a church in Te Aratu, which I really loved, it was a great community church, but I was quite desperately hungry for faith of more substance, and when I came to Blueprint, it was uh, still in the period where Brooke was leading that church, and some of you may or may not know who Brooke is, but um, he was notorious for many things, including uh, giving him a big rant and like stepping up onto a chair and kind of like shouting from the front. Um, but it was exactly what I was kind of hungry for. I wanted to be challenged and I wanted to go deeper with God. He had this big rant one Sunday night and was like, if you want to lay your life down for God, I was just like, yes. <laughs> I just wanted it so badly and I knew that Blueprint was a place that was going to push me and challenge me and encourage me and it was just full of like a room full of people who were just voraciously passionate about God, about living it out in their daily life, um, both pursuing the spirit of God and serving people who were not like them and so I knew that I'd found a home for me for like the next season of my life that I was just so desperate for. And so you were here for like a couple of years and then Rob or someone thrust a guitar into your hand? Yeah, yeah, and so that was, um, I, I had led worship at my previous church, which is, if you've grown up in a family church, um, usually the music is pretty appalling, and um, it's just whoever can kind of play three chords will end up doing that, and so that was my previous experience, it's sort of, there was just no one else, and so it was me there, and then I came to Blueprint, and um, it's just full of really amazing musicians that already put out an EP, um, quite mammothly huge shoes to fill, and I ended up getting asked to be part of the worship team and I was just really bad <laughs> and really insecure and um, I had quite a rubbish time of being like, Jesus, if you've called me to be a worship leader, why can't I sing better? Why can't I play better? And I was kind of up in arms about that for a while, but um, something that God said to me in that time, which has resounded over the years, is um, he said, well, I've called you to this and if you're good enough for me, then you're good enough and that's it. And it took me about maybe a year or more to come to terms with accepting what God had said about me rather than wanting other people's validation, which was really huge and a crucial part of, I think, my story of being able to get to here. Mm. And then at some point you're like, I'm going to go overseas for a little while. Yeah, I went overseas in 2013. Um, and I was visiting a friend in Cornwall, which is, if you've been to Cornwall, it's a lot like New Zealand, this beautiful coast. I went to um, a church in Polsey, which is sort of on the beach, Christian service church. Um, I was sitting in, sitting in that church service and uh, kind of just my mind drifted off as I want to do sometimes. And I um, just a thought popped into my mind, plan to church in Lyle Bay. Uh, and at that stage, my plan was to travel around a bit, come back to Wellington, move to Newtown where everybody was, all these blueprint flats. I just wanted to be right in the thick of what my friends were doing. And I just thought, well, that's weird. Why would God want me to do that? Like, I don't know anything about playing church or anything about the Bible. I just, I wouldn't have the first clue of like how to do that. It's so useless. And I was like, oh, I'm probably just thinking that because I'm here at a beach church and Wild Bay's a beach. And I was like, this is too weird to be true. But then uh, a scripture came to mind, the story of um, Gideon and Judges. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, probably. <laughs> where um, God asked Gideon to do the stuff to um, help the Israelites win a battle 
Is that right? Yeah. I'm just coming to the one bit that I know well, this one little scripture. I'm just the lead up, isn't yes. it dodgy? Um, and, and Gideon um, is very reluctant and asks God for a sign. And then so um, something crazy happens. There's like a 40-foot angel, just like all this stuff. And he wants a number of signs from God. And he's like, no, no, I can't possibly do it unless you confirm to me, God, that this is right. Um, and then um, it comes to like sort of the crux of that story. Um, and God uh, clothes himself with Gideon and kind of gets it done anyway. And I thought, oh, well, I'm pretty unlikely for this task, but if God could use Gideon, he could probably use me. And that was my rationale for accepting that maybe God was uh, speaking to me about doing something new. So I emailed um, my parents, my grandma, and a bunch of my friends. I was like, hey, what do you think about me planting a church in Lao Bay? And my parents were like, oh, yeah. It's a bit weird. Um, but I, I kind of just like sat on it for like a little while. And over the weeks and months as I prayed and sought God while I was traveling um, with a bunch of my friends, I began to suspect that it really was God. And it was just so unlikely, but um, I just thought, well, it's possible. And so I came back to Wellington, um, sort of with this crazy idea about heading out to Lao Bay. Um, should I keep going? Yeah, just yeah. keep going. Free the beast. Free the beast. Um, crashed in a few blueprinters' couches. Um, was house sitting for the cats over over that little summer, and they said to me, "Oh, do you want to stay for a month or so while you find a fit?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like a year later, still at the cats. <laughs> um, and I just want to um, talk about the beautiful hospitality and generosity of these two people, as most of you know, have um, left their beautiful home in Waitstown into Island Bay. Um, Jonathan, Janine, you guys really carried me through quite a difficult time, which was over a year of living at their place, um, working random part-time jobs, kind of waiting for this Lyle Bay thing to happen, um, and just many, many times being like, God, did I imagine this? Like, how embarrassing if I just imagined this, that I was just, you know, in Cornwall daydreaming, and you didn't actually say that, because it was just sort of, I believed, but just nothing was happening. So it was maybe like a year and a half I've just just like a, yeah. a really long time, eh? A, really a year and a half when you feel <laughs> really like yeah. nothing's happening yeah. and you're not sure if you're being faithful or not. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just don't want to gloss over that point because that's like yeah, 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an extremely hard time of being like, did I hear God and am I crazy and is this all just a big joke and how sucky that was so? Um, but it turns out it wasn't a joke. Um, <laughs> Uh, as, as it sort of like we were heading up towards uh, the end of the following year, um, and I had really gotten to know AJ down back here, holla. And she had already moved to Lyle Bay, and um, I said, Oh, well, I'm thinking of moving to Lyle Bay. And we had a few good corridors, and something brewing um, and then a good friend of ours Catherine who's currently in Liverpool doing the nurse extreme nurse course um, <laughs> and she had been in um, Nepal earlier in the year and um, was off to find a Sunday morning church service that she knew was happening in the village and wandered around for a couple of hours and never found it and was like oh where's this church um, and then she heard God say to her the church is in Lyle Bay with Lauren. 
Like, so when she came back to Wellington, she was like, hey man, I've got to talk to you about this old bank. And I was like, oh, right. So I knew that Catherine was on board. And then we got sort of close to that um, time of year when you were hustling to like find a flat. And then out of the woodwork came Jeremy and Buzzy, who were like, we don't know what you're doing, but we're in. I was like, okay. And then Abby as well. And then we also roped in Marsha, those of you who know Marsha, a bit of a loose cannon for the Lord. Um, and then, and then we, and then we, uh, we found, um, like looking back on it, like the little miracles along the way, we found this great place in Lyle Bay in Queen's Drive, kind of like upstairs, like hidden behind this wall of tree. And like Abby likes to joke, she's like, Thank God kept us hidden for a while on purpose because we were just not ready to be. <laughs> um, but we found a great place that uh, in the front it had the main house and then in the back it had like a little, um, just like one sort of big open plan bedroom unit thing that Jeremy and Buzzy and little baby Rita May could live in and they would come in like, so we were like on the same property. There was just, you know when you're looking for a flat these days in Wellington, there's just nothing. But we found this place that was just so perfect for us and kind of Always in the nick of time, eh? You're like, eh, Jonathan Janine, in the nick of time, then power, something comes through. So we moved in and had a year of, um, ooh, how would you describe it? Abby's <laughs> face. Um, There's a lot of praying and worshipping. Yeah, there was a lot of praying and worshipping and a lot of like learning and trying things out and realising like, oh, maybe we should do this differently, yeah. Praise the Lord for soul tour, eh? Just dealing with a lot of... <laughs> emotional things that came up um, <laughs> about my absolute reluctance to be a leader was probably the biggest thing for me I just realized as we moved out there I was like oh we're in this community we've got to plant a church and then um, everybody was like hey Lauren what are we doing I was like what, what? <laughs> what? oh you want me to oh and um, <laughs> much to my horror um, I, I was leading this thing <laughs> and I was, I was like full of passion for Jesus but um, no plan no strategy I had a vague idea of like there'll be people they'll be looked after we'll be worshipping but just no plan um, <laughs> and so I remember having conversations with you Scotty and being like I think we're ready. You're like, we're not ready. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to leave now. You're like, no, you're not. <laughs> but it was a year of um, forming and I think laying a lot of groundwork for what God wanted to do of um, establishing that we wanted to be a community who were deeply connected. And so um, there was a lot of going deep, getting to know each other, praying for each other, waiting on God. And kind of I think about it as like this incubation period where we didn't really know what we were growing, but we knew that we were growing something. And um, a lot of words that came to me in that time, which I was really holding on to, um, my parents gave me that scripture before I went travelling, actually, um, in Joshua 1, of um, when God um, says to Joshua and Caleb, he's like, go out, go and take that land I'm giving you, like, obey what I say, don't go to the left or the right, but just obey me, and be strong and courageous, and I'll be with you wherever you go. So I was kind of carrying this word of, what, where I was going in Lyle Bay, God had already, was already at work, had already done the work, and we were kind of coming into um, like a long legacy of other people loving and serving in Lyle Bay, and for some bizarre reason, we, we were invited into that. So we sort of knew that um, God was at work and God was ahead of us, and that we could be bold and courageous and know that it was kind of in the bag, even if we didn't know how it was going to eventuate. Um, another word about, um, oh, what was it? Ah, about um, laying foundations, like if you're going to build a house, there's a lot of like boring, 
groundwork that has to happen before the structure can actually be built. So I had just a lot of encouragements, like we all kind of did along the way of, um, have I missed any good bits so far? Yeah, that's good, awesome. Thanks, Thanks. Um, And then so we kind of got to the, I missed that bit, this is probably funny. Um, uh, the first year, coming into the second year, um, we left our place in Queen's Drive. We were praying for um, a new place which meant we could be visible in the community. We knew what we wanted. We wanted a place that we could do hospitality and enough rooms to have people come and stay. Um, and kind of had this idea of what we wanted it to be. And then, um, for those of you who have been to our current place at Monipu Road, it's just got this huge lounge. We can fit lots of people in. It's kind of like a bit of a dump, but um, really ticked the box. It's right on like the crossing of um, like the two dairies and the cafe and the chip shop at Wild Bay. Um, and just, it's extremely visible. It's right there. We would have like a blackboard in our window with pithy little quotes that neighbours would kind of walk past and like, read the blackboard and keep going. That was like quite a highlight when people said, this is all what we were doing. Um, my, sorry, my highlight for that was um, that someone stuck a thing yeah, to their window oh, yeah. that said, um, what did it say? Right. It said, so we had put a quote up that said, um, it's that Star Wars uh, quote when Darth Vader says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> and I thought it was a bit provocative, so I put that up in the Yeah, and then, and then an anonymous neighbour stuck a note on the window saying something to the effect of, I was like, um, I find your attempt to convert people to an archaic um, belief system through pop culture references disturbing. <laughs> 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 yeah, but we kind of, I kind of liked that we had caught someone's attention. <laughs> message in the blackboard saying, Dear Anon, because that's who had signed the note, um, please come in for a cup of tea and we'll talk about it. And Anon never took us up on the offer. <laughs> you know, it would still be um, But sort of, um, the months have rolled on. Um, some people have come and gone. Um, Rose and Lance were with us um, last year and Rose the year before. Um, it's just so great to have these beautiful high ladies around <laughs> for the time that we had been there. Um, um, the Woods ended up going to Island Bay to St Hilda's, which was, um, that's Jeremy Buzzy, which was um, something they really felt um, called into, which was exciting. Marsha kind of off to Auckland, etc. <laughs> um, and so, and then uh, Vicky and Mace, oh, we had Ray for a year as well, um, that first year at Impu Road. It was great, keeping it real. Um, <laughs> Apparently, Ray used to walk into the kitchen in the mornings and be like, good morning, angels. <laughs> <laughs> for like part of that journey and I think um, the way that things unfold um, sometimes people are in, in for a time and then out for a time and that's just kind of what we sort of all needed at that time yeah. um, so uh, we also had Mickey, uh, Mickey, Mickey and Mason um, join us um, Cindy and Andy Newport joined us um, Jamie married in I'm having a bit of a mind blank. Have I forgotten? Susie! Susie. Oh, Susie! Yeah. Where are you? Anyway, hold on. Yeah, Susie next door as well. Oh, Sharon for a year as well. That's right, Sharon for a year. So, um, people coming in and out. Huh? Matt. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Jesse. 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 Oh, just a lot of people. And that's actually part of the miracle is that, um, me, it's kind of like this unassuming 
that person, like in faith, had decided to go up to Lyle Bay, and clearly the work of God brought people in, like brought people in that I like couldn't really have like hustled of my own volition, but um, people have like heard the call either to planting this church or to community or to going like I don't really know if I'm called, but I'm I'm like willing to commit, I'm willing to do this thing and to serve it, um, and like any of those were good for me. So um, that kind of brings us sort of to where we are now. Which I don't want to go to quite yet. But um, can you like talk a little bit, Lauren, about what um, God has transformed in you over the last three or four years by being on this journey? So part of it is probably going um, back a little bit more to arriving at Blueprint and seeing that I had just never seen community done before. And I'd never seen people be so radically loving and accepting of people who were different. And I was just um, gobsmacked to come to a compu- uh, com- community that was computer <laughs> community that was so inclusive and so loving and so like wild and accepting in who they were willing to bring in. Um, and I was just like, this is the kind of like Jesus I've been desperate to know, like someone who actually like this person and the word coming to life, like, and actually being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I think I was, I was basically ruined, you know, for community after seeing it and after experiencing it. I was like, I can't, I can't live another way. I don't want to live another way. Um, I think what God has really done for me is um, shown me, like, his just absolute mad, radical love for people and his capacity to, where we feel that we don't actually have any love left, God has that for us, that it's actually like this well that never runs dry of God's spirit and willingness to come in, like where we think we've actually run out of what we can do in our own capacity, um, God actually fills that. Um, probably also um, coming to terms with leading something, coming back to that um, thing I shared about um, with my worship leading experience, if I was good enough for God, then I was good enough, and that was it, and actually choosing to believe what God has said about me rather than what I think about myself or what um, others' opinions may or may not be of me. Um, Choosing to follow where it's hard because if something is hard, it doesn't mean it's bad. Mm. It's just hard. Mm. And it's actually these challenging, suffering times that build character. Character isn't built in the easy times, it's built in the suffering, it's built in the challenge. Um, And that's absolutely been my story and my experience of God is choosing to walk a path which I kind of didn't really set out to walk, but have seen God's faithfulness time and time again with um, places that we've needed, with people that we've needed. Like before um, Susie and Matt and uh, Vicky Mason and um, Cindy and Andy actually moved out, um, we were praying for more houses, we were praying for more guys, we were praying for a family. We even prayed for a dog. <laughs> and then the Newports had a dog. Like, they just a like dog things. and a baby. Yeah, a dog and a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But we were, you know, we were praying for things. Sorry, baby dog. and a dog. <laughs> ba- yeah. yeah, the baby's more important. important than the dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but kind of um, God being incredibly faithful to the things that we had been asking him for. And it just like coming through. And like I said, like at the 11th hour, just all the time. And, um, do you want to, do you want me to add any more? Yeah, I, I just think one of the things I've seen in you, Lauren, is, um, I don't know, everybody, like, a lot of people want to lead something or be a part of some, like, exciting new thing, um, but when you go out to lead anything, eh, like, it kicks your ass, 
Like, like absolutely kicks your ass. Like if you want to like, man, if you want to journey through your own insecurity, try like leading a hundred people and um, realizing how inadequate you are to do that, eh? Just leading five. Leading five, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, um, there is like, I don't know, I, I, I guess uh, to, to honor you, it's like that so much of your journey has not been just learning how to lead people, but has been learning the nature of your own heart. Mm. and. Um, being willing to go the hard places with that over and over again, and that's what's made you a great leader. Um, it's not just your skills to gather people around you, but your willingness to go, oh, that hurts something in me, and actually I'll go to that place. Yeah. And that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah can you just um, <laughs> um, talk a little bit, I guess, uh, any other kind of stories of the spirit at work in Lyle Bay or... Um, oh yeah, I think um, inevitably um, journeying with community there's like, I think like interpersonal things that come into play, conflicts of sorts, um, and I don't want to go into too many details for what's personal for people, but there were a couple of moments where I, um, things were a bit rocking and I thought, our community might split apart, like there were, there were some hard times, and um, people who have gone through some real deep intense struggle I'm just feeling like Jesus I I don't think I can fix this and realizing like you go out to do something you choose to follow God um, somewhere and you you can't you realize that without um, the miraculous power of God and the Holy Spirit doing what he does to restore and heal and renew and bring unity you're definitely screwed. And I, I think, like, for some of us, like, our, our journey together, um, the friendships and, like, what we have in community is really just about, like, God delivering us and God's grace being over us um, and restoring um, people's hurt in a way that I was just certain for a while. I was like, oh, it's gone to the dogs. It's over. Labe's over. <laughs> um, do you want me, is that what you had in mind? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, without a doubt, I just remember, like, calling Scotty in tears one afternoon being like, I can't do this, I want to, you know, I, I can't do this anymore, like, I need help, <laughs> but um, God being utterly faithful, and my prayers weren't answered overnight, but, like, they were absolutely answered, mm. and, like, as you kind of sit and wait and, like, let your faith do what it's meant to do, allow you to keep going and keep believing that God will do something, um, he absolutely does, and I think, I look back to those times which at the time seemed... Like, everything was going wrong, it was a disaster, but with hindsight, I can look back to see that God um, used an incredibly difficult thing to form me and all the rest of us, actually, to form us and show us, like, his great capacity to do something incredible through struggle. Cool. Um, What's happening in two weeks? Oh, what's happening in two weeks? Uh... (laughs) Um, you've, so, got, you've, you've got a plan, haven't you? I've got a plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think without Cindy and Andy, there may not have been a plan per se. <laughs> but um, Cindy and Andy, who um, lead Flower Bay crew alongside me, we lead together now. Um, we uh, have been working as a community towards taking our Wednesday night kind of lounge church gathering that we've been had for like a two years or something um, into a Sunday morning gathering in the hall of St. Jude's, which is um, essentially planting this church. And so the crazy thought I had in Cornwall five years ago, like almost like 
five years and like a month ago, by the time we actually planned, um, is coming to fruition in a way that I kind of like wasn't sure if it ever really would. Um, it seems like a, it's like a little move in the rhythm of our daily life, but it's a monumental step in the thing that God has called us to do. And so we, um, we've gone for a Sunday morning because we really want young families to be able to come and participate and like just want to talk over the LVs for the years they've spent in Blueprint. Um, and, all, and actually all the families with little kids, it's, it's a hard to come along on a Sunday night. But we want to be um, a place in the neighbourhood that's easy for people to get to, that makes it easy for families to feel welcome and included, that is like loves having the kids around, all this kind of stuff, um, that shares food, that prays together, and that does things during the week together to journey deeply, to experience God like on the daily. So much of what we talk about in Blueprint, um, about you know good stories being, oh, God's actually active during the whole week, not just this one time at church. Um, that's so part of who we are. We eat together, we pray together. Um, we um, really value the going deep and the journey with each other through the hard times and the good times. And where we are now is um, ready to kind of do that and make ourselves a lot more visible than we have been um, and like love and serve in that neighbourhood um, at a time where other people, it's just easy for them to come and be part of what we have. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, a few, few things just um, out, of, out of what Lauren's brought is like five years with that vision <clears throat> and um, there aren't many people who will stay in something for five years waiting for it to even kind of reach like you know like we're we're not even at the halfway point here right eh? we're like <laughs> we're like you know we're gonna have a service now <laughs> um but um like five years you know and i can remember like i'm um, working at zeal center for nine years and every like three years there'd be a moment of i can't do it and then you know kind of darkness or fear but then on the other side of that thing like a deeper joy because I'd been there long enough to, to experience it. And I so feel like that's what our generation misses out on, is when we leap from one thing every 9 to 18 months, then we never know the full depth of anything. Um, and if you keep going in and you keep going in and you keep recommitting, then you actually get to see God be faithful yeah. over a long time, you know? Um, but, like, you know, like, man, for nine months, you don't need God to be faithful. Anyone can tough nine months, you know? But, like... but um. But like five years on the ground, you know, and this is kind of just the beginning of your journey. Um, you have these stories of God's faithfulness. Um, and so just like, I guess, for Blueprint to be a place where, like, um, I mean, you, you know, there has been a big cost to you doing this. Like, I'm sure you've lost a lot of opportunities. You've said a hard yes to some things. And that means a hard no to a, a whole bunch of other opportunities um, at the same time. Um, like, for me, working at Zeal, that meant as a, in my 20s, I lost most Friday and Saturday nights of my 20s um, to be with young people, zero regrets. Like, zero regrets. God has been so faithful, um, and it was so much more rich and so much deeper um, than binging Netflix or, um, you know, or going to town. Um, and a hard yes to Jesus, eh, is like, is so worthwhile, even with all the no's, we have to say to other things to do it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, check in another thought. Um, at the times where it has been hardest, either journeying through my own stuff that has been hard, or like just like wider community stuff, and I've thought like, I don't want to do this. I just want to move out. I just want to quit. I remember where I was before that, before I went overseas, being at Blueprint, um, and being in that place of like desperate hunger for God. I remember thinking this prayer. I would often pray this sentence that would cycle around in my mind was, I wanted to see the power of God at work in a broken world. 
and I was just so hungry to see like the miraculous, like the stuff that we've been doing the weekend about um, spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit, like I just so wanted to see it break out where it wasn't and part of like the allure of Lyle Bay. I was talking to, um, there's like a pastor of one of the churches there, um, his wife, and this is before I'd moved out, and I was quite sort of plucky and naive, and I was like, oh yes, I, I want to move out here and do Christian community and be part of the church here, and she looked at me and she was like, oh, it's actually a really hard place to do community, it's very dry. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but kind of, if anything, that made me more desperate to move out and do what I wanted to do because I knew that what God had said was true. And I knew that if I could be willing to do my bit and kind of just step out, like I felt ill-equipped, I felt inexperienced, I felt inadequate, but God was promising me something. So if I could just step out and put myself in the space where that would happen, then I actually didn't need to be responsible for everything. God was going to do something. Um, and he has, and he's going to keep doing that stuff. So I think where I was before moving out to Lyle Bay, I was just so desperate for a life of meaning with God. I just so wanted my daily life to reflect the life and love of God with the people that I was connecting with, the people that I was living with. Um, and I think, in the hard times, I think back to how desperate I was that I didn't have something, and then when God has given me something, as much as I struggle to carry it and love it some of the time, I just wouldn't give it up for anything because I've waited so long you know, like so long to get to this point and have journeyed through so much kind of like hard stuff to get here. Um, it's just so been worth it. Yeah. Mm. Um, with, yeah, one thing I really love about the story of Lyle Bay is when we look at all the people in it, you know, that picture of the harakiki that we talk about in Blueprint, um, the flax plants, so the, the inner shoots, which are the redurito. Um, and that there are the people in this community who are fragile and need to be held and we have many people and many of us who have come here in a really, really fragile space um, where we just needed to be held um, but in time we've been the people who have grown to be able to hold others um, but then the final part of that picture is that we all grow to be battered by the wind and the elements of a broken world and then to give our lives away and that's just your story you've just told now, you know of coming here and being like I don't know, I don't think I've got it, I feel pretty fragile and, um, and I, I don't feel I have what it takes but you have um, been held, you've held others and you're, you're giving your life away. Um, that's beautiful. Um, really cool way. Um, yeah. Um, so um, what we're going to do is, um, could I, I think what we're going to do is could we just have um, all the Lyle Bay crew come and just kind of like be around over here.